Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the Heartwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. No me, no voice, no guys. Me, really real villain routes. We're from Jim here at your service. And uh, it's been a little while. Been a short little break. We've had a couple of off days in the NBA with no basketball going on. We did have a game seven. And I, I purposely didn't really get any action in on game seven. I, I was sitting hefty on Sixers to win the series. Not a large bet, but it was a large payout. And so didn't really feel the need to bet anymore i already had the feeling that the sixers were gonna blow the game so i cashed you know my series bets it was nice to just kind of sit on some winners um and we had uh what was that when was our last because we had a good day the last time i think we swept the board i think it was um i think it actually was a sweep what did we have yeah, we did the sweep because we had the Lakers, we had the under in Wiggins, and we had the over in Josh Hart. So that was the last pot. I was just trying to make sure I remember. It's been a while. So we had Josh Hart over six and a half points. Josh Hart finished with 11, five for 10, seven rebounds, 11 points. Solid, solid off the bench minutes for Josh Hart in a closeout game as the Knicks get sent home. We had Andrew Wiggins under 16 and a half points. He finished with six. That rib injury was just really, really brutal. Really, really brutal. Hard to um, expect him to have, you know, the game, an amazing game. We've seen people play on it and not be effective. So, and then we also had Lakers minus three to end the series, win out, close out. They handled Golden State by 21. We win there. Let's go ahead and play my drop here. Where is Yep, because that's what we do. We, we sweep the board where we can. So absolutely love sweeping. And that made up for the reverse sweep we had a few days before that. So that made up for that. Now we're going to try to, you know, end it on a good note, took a little bit of a rest. Now we're getting into the conference finals. And this is where we start to pick things up. This is where we finish on a high note. And also, WNBA is back on Friday. So... Over the course of the rest of this week, I'm going to have some WNBA futures probably. Not really a big futures better, but there might be one or two futures that I decide to get down on. But looking forward to having WNBA action as well, just more basketball. And then WNBA is going to carry us over the summertime. So very much looking forward to that. But before we get into today's picks, I got to talk to you about presenting sponsor of the Hardwood Culture Podcast, and that is betonline.ag, your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, play reports, and for these playoffs here at Bet Online, your sports information headquarters, as we have you covered from basketball, MLB, NHL, UFC, boxing, fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games right at home. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Western Conference Finals starts tonight. We have the 
Lakers versus the Nuggets. Nuggets are opened up as a five-point favorite. They are now a six-point favorite. 222.5 is the total. Injury reports plenty clean. Only thing that comes up is Jamal Murray. Expecting him questionable. He was downgraded to questionable tonight with an illness. So we'll see if Jamal Murray is feeling well enough to play. Very, very quick thing to note that Sharps and the public are on the same side here. We got 70% of the bet, 77% of the money on Denver tonight. Sharps moved the line from five to six. I um I get it because I do think that Denver is gonna have a level of intensity here because they know what happened the last time they were in this situation and they were playing they made well first the last time they were in a Western Conference Finals at all wasn't a good experience because they went down three games to one against the Lakers. Jokic said, you know, casually, oh, I don't even remember that well. Like, he remembers. That was the only other time he'd been to the Western Conference Finals. He remembers. Um, So I understand. And I do think Denver wins the game. But I'm just curious on if the Lakers get a leg up on them because they haven't seen this Lakers team. The last time these two teams played was in January. Like, the first, second. <sighs> Wow, that was extremely unprofessional of me. I just yawned, but it forced its way out. That was crazy. As I was saying, for last time they played was, I believe it was uh, January 9th, first, second week of January. This is pre-D-Lo, pre-Vanderbilt. Like, I think Max Christie played in that game. Uh, you know, it was just a completely different rotation for the Lakers. And so, I think... The, the level of defense was way different for the Lakers, by the way, as well. Now they're a good defensive team. Denver has been playing really well defensively throughout the playoffs as well. So I'm, um, I kind of side with the Lakers here. I'm not, I'm not playing it. I kind of want to wait and see this out. There are a couple of things that I do want to make a play on. First play I want to make is I'm going to take a total, but I'm going to take a first half total. Give me the under 114. Like I said, Denver's been playing a lot better defensively. Lakers coming in altitude could always be a factor where you have for Denver, the Lakers defense is by far the best defense that they've seen in the playoffs, like by far better than Minnesota and uh, Phoenix, you probably could put those two do together and they wouldn't play a level of defense the Lakers are playing right now. So I think that the Lakers defense is going to give them a little challenge. Both these teams are going to be filling each other out. They haven't played in a long time. They haven't played with these rosters against each other. Like you look at the rotate, the bench rotation for Denver and they got, you know, a whole, basically a whole new bench rotation that just revolves around Bruce Brown being good. And so, um, I think that it's a little bit of feeling out process. I think it's going to be a little bit maybe slower tempo of a game. And we're going to see these two just kind of ease into it. And then the second half will probably pick up scoring. You'll start seeing more runs and all of that. So I'm going with the under 114 here. I think that's a pretty solid play. I think that we get 
a little bit slower of a game just to start. So that's play number one. Play number two. I'm going to a prop. D'Angelo Russell has not played against Denver in a Lakers uniform yet. But let's look at what he does against them and just straight up D'Angelo Russell. And so here's what D'Lo has done recently. And that he played them three times this season already. 10, 18, 13. Now, points totals are not a lot. However, look at his percentages. Four for seven, six for nine, four for eight. I mean, we can even go back further. Like, D'Lo just shoots a really, really good percentage against the Nuggets. Four for nine, six for nine, four for eight, six for 12, six for 12. 6 for 15, 6 for 12, 10 for 21, 7 for 15. Like all the there's there's nothing in the time that he was at Minnesota. He never shot below 40% against the never. And that was only one time he shot below 40. You take that one time out. He's never been below 46.7 47%. Never. He shoots really really well against them. It's does he get the volume all the time? But he shoots really, really well. Look at his three-point numbers against them. Two for four, three for five, three for six, two for five, three for eight, two for six, three for seven, four for nine, four for seven. Really, really well. D'Lo might be... So I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it on the three-point prop because I'm getting plus money. He's been over two and a half threes against Denver for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So eight of his last nine, ten, eleven, eight of eleven, eight of his last eleven meetings. And I can honestly. I, I probably shortchanged him. I can honestly keep going. Like, there's still a lot. There's a lot of meetings where he's played Denver and he's hit these threes. But eight of the last 11. And I'm getting plus money. Now, going through that trend, he was in different uniforms. Like, this is Minnesota. This is Golden State. This is Brooklyn. Like, he's had success against Denver in all these different locations. Why am I going to fade him when he's on the Lakers? Give me D'Angelo Russell over two and a half threes at plus 130. I'm considering laddering it, but I'm not going to make the decision right now. But he's he's effective. Like, he's effective against Denver. He finds ways to score, and I'm not going to fade him now. So there we go. That's play number two. Play number three. I'm going to go with... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just do it. I'm trusting the king. And LeBron James, over 25 and a half points. Now, LeBron in his history has been very, very 
passive in game ones for the most part. Tries to get everybody else going. Not really focused on doing things himself. Trying to feel out the series, make adjustments, understand what looks they're throwing at him. Come back and kill them for the rest of the series. As I think about it, I don't think that there's anybody on the Nuggets that can stop LeBron James if he wants to go get a bucket. Granted, there's not a lot of people in the league that could stop LeBron James if he really wants to get a bucket. It's a very, very small, minute list there. And so LeBron's gone over this prop two of three in the meetings that they've had this season. I think that it's the conference finals. And if you look at what he's done against Memphis, against Golden State, even against Golden State, like all of Golden State, what the the history that they have, did it not feel like he kind of saved his energy? Like it didn't feel like LeBron was really, really going super hard for a lot of that series. And whatever he got came easy to him. You know, final game, he played 43 minutes. He still, he shot 10 for 14. Like he was 71%. But he only took 14 shots. LeBron James took 14 shots. I think that this is where we see the gloves all come off for LeBron James. As somebody who's been as dominant as the conference finals, and for him to know that he's four wins away from making it back to yet another NBA finals, thinking about what LeBron has been talking about of how he's tired of losing in the playoffs, how he's t- he needs to be back in the playoffs, he needs to win again. I think we're going to see a different version of LeBron for a good majority of this game. Even if the game starts to get out of hand a little bit, he's still going to be out there trying. And it's because it is the conference finals. It's because it is he is so close. It's because they know how good this team has been at home, and they have to steal one. They've been perfect at home themselves. They steal one. Whoever steals the first road game is in the driver's seat. So... I think he I think he's gonna be all systems go. I think he's gonna be aggressive. I think he's gonna put up at least 20 plus shot attempts. He could really accidentally coast into 27, 28, 29 points. And I think I still think he does more than that. Like I think he could be in a 30, 35 point territory for a good majority of this series. I'll say LeBron James, over 25 and a half points. That is play number three. That is my last play of the day. So, recap. This is what I'm doing. First half under 114. Doing, uh, what was, I'm blanking. Man, what was the other play I had? Okay, well, LeBron James over 25 and a half points. And D'Angelo Russell over two and a half threes. I was very, very close to putting Jamal Murray over 24 and a half points on the card. The illness is scaring me off. If I knew he was completely healthy, I would have played him because I do think that there is a, this is a get up spot for Denver to want to go out there and prove, Hey, we can put 
2020 behind us and we can have a good series against the Lakers. And Jamal Murray was, you know, we talk we talk about Bubble Murray all the time. Like I told, I tell you guys, like Bubble Murray is this for a reason because he was going so crazy in the bubble, and it felt like it was a massive drop off from where he was at in the bubble to where he's at now. And so, I think Jamal Murray is definitely gonna have a lot of incentive to want to have a really, really good series. And it's because of the fact of he knows that the last time they played, this was in a bubble and everybody was calling him a different player. And that, you know, while he absolutely was caught fire different times in that bubble, especially in that first round, I think it was the first round against Utah where he really, really was on in flames. And the fact that, you know, they were able to come back from 3-1 deficit two times in those playoffs I, I think that I think Jamal Murray is going to be a little bit more amped for this game. I think he gets over his prop, but the illness is just scaring me, so I'm not going to do it. But I, that's what I, that's where I'm leaning. I kind of want to parlay Murray and LeBron both for 30 points. That just kind of feel I don't know. It just kind of feels right, but we'll see. I might get there. That that might be worth me doing it, but I don't know if I want to put you know a unit. Unit and a half, two units on Murray's points prop. I would, I'd prefer like some type of cheap play. Well, matter of fact, let's just go ahead and do that. That's like a, I can sprinkle a little something on that because that's probably going to be some really good odds. Let me, because I do think Jamal Murray has a day. I think Jokic is going to be more passive in terms of trying to score the ball against the Lakers and he's going to defer to Murray to do the scoring and Murray's going to take it. Uh, what's Murray's 230? Wow, he's got better odds than LeBron. Uh, LeBron's 250. What's that? Eight to nine to one, about nine to one odds. It's not bad. I might sprinkle something there, but all right, you guys know what plays I'm actually doing. Other than that, make sure you follow the podcast at HW Culture Pod on Twitter. Sure, you subscribe if you're not already subscribed. If you're just now listening, appreciate you coming in. We I just come here and talk about what I'm doing, what I'm what I'm looking at. Kind of just sit here and have a conversation. You know, we have fun. You heard this this uh let's get the sweet the brooms back out one more time. You know, you hear the brooms be out here and have a go. But uh hopefully we have another sweep here. Hopefully it's another good day. Maybe we get that little parlay at the end. That was a nice little play. I think it's straight LeBron. Might even mm, I don't know. I think you, I think that's a good basis if you want to add something else to it. It could be fun. So other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.